Well, hello, everybody. I'm so glad that you're joining us for Up and to the Right. And I am thrilled about today uh, because we have a very special guest with us, and that is Sheila Harper. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you, and we've just come out of three amazing yes. services. Yes. And I want to say thank you for preaching the Word of God and sharing us your story and testimony. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you're a machine, Pastor Rodney, to do this every weekend. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but bottom line is it has been a uh, fun day, and it was yes. good to have you and Jack uh, drive in. And you drove all the way from Orlando, yes, 18 hours. You're supposed to fly in, yeah, I know. but with all the flight cancellations it this was week, y'all just decided to not risk it to just jump in the car and drive. Right. It was important to be here with yeah. you guys. And so I wanted to be here and make sure that we were going to get here and not have to worry about the airline. So now, it was grueling. But if if somebody it. is listening right now and you're thinking you preached, well, you know, hey, go back and check. If you didn't hear, um, you know, the message, go back and listen to it. And, <laughs> you know, you're going to be blessed and challenged. Well, so let's tell us a little bit about your family. All right? oh, give us family. Give us a little bit about you and your family, and just whatever you want to tell us. Yes. Well, I'm married to Jack, and we just celebrated 33 years of marriage. Yay. We had every odd against us when we got together, but we had two boys right away. And I do say so, if I can say so myself, my boys are gorgeous. Uh, I think they're just incredible. There we that, go. That is my youngest son. He just got married to Lauren, and Lauren has been a gift from God to our family. She's awesome. And then that is my oldest son, Jared. And Jack did the wedding, and so that's uh, that's the day of the wedding, and it was great. I had been praying for girls in my family to come along. I need some daughters-in-law because I need some grandkids. You got one down. One down. I'm one step closer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that is beautiful. So now, what is this about? Are, uh, my kids have some pretty extreme hobbies, and so they keep me on my knees praying okay. constantly. Yeah. And so that is one of my son's hobbies. No, that's like he the bat thing to, where you fly almost, Yes, it's it? a squirrel suit. Oh. And so he jumps out of airplanes and he flies and he has a, you know, somebody asked me, they saw that picture and they were like, does he have on a, a, a parachute? And I'm like, yes, he does. So, and then my other son, that's him ice climbing <laughs> in Alaska or somewhere. He loves to climb. We love to hike as a family that was in Gatlinburg before, and they ride motorcycles. So do you see why you need to pray for me and my family? They need protection. Well, they do. And also, they will not be able to get life insurance. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> that, they could just, because if they start filling out that questionnaire, yes. I filled out life insurance policies, <laughs> and they ask those questions. Exactly. And they're well, going to have to mark every one of them. Yes, I skydive. Yes. yes. Yes, I do the squirrel suit. <laughs> yes, I... I've had 40 know. broken bones. or No, yes. I don't know how many broken bones yeah. they've had. But my older son has just gotten involved taking up fly fishing. And so I'm trying not to get oh, too excited. That is so exciting. And so he's, he's dragging his younger brother into it. And so now they're starting to get in that. And so I'm just stepping back like, I don't want to get too excited. Like, let's just have a calm hobby yeah. and fly fish. Yeah, you know, let's absolutely. do that for a while. Absolutely. So you and Jack um, started something called Save One. Yes. Okay. And that was in 2000, mm -hmm. correct? Yes, it was. And then in 2018, uh, y'all walked away from a church that uh, you two planted. Yes. And he'd been the lead pastor of for 11 years mm -hmm. uh, so that you could give full-time attention to 
this growing ministry that has not only become nationally, but also spread even globally. Yes, that's right. Um, so tell us a little bit about... Uh, in, People can go back and watch the message in regards to your complete story, but give us mm. in a nutshell what it, your story of mm. what happened uh, in your personal life mm -hmm. that laid that foundation for Save One. Well, in 1985, I had an abortion, and it wasn't something that I ever thought would be in my life. It was a horrible mistake, my most regrettable mistake. But I spent the next seven years just trying to die. I hated myself. I met Jack during that time. We got married. We had two children right away. And it, it was like everything was just in chaos, and I could not get a grip mm. on it. And so I tried several different things, drugs and alcohol. I tried shopping. I tried, you know, trying to keep my conscience numb. But then at the same time, I knew there I needed some kind of help, but I didn't know what was available to me. And then I finally found a radio ad that advertised that they had a class for people who had had an abortion and were suffering. And it was incredible. And I went to this class. It was a, a simple little Bible study. And, but it absolutely changed my life because it got God's word yeah. in me. The people running the study and the people written in this book, they didn't do anything magical. It was literally just God's word who, that came in and healed me from the inside out. And I haven't been able to be quiet about it since then. I, that was in 1992 when I finally found Jesus, the true Jesus that forgives the sin of abortion. And then from there, I haven't stopped in the abortion recovery movement. I started teaching their, their Bible studies there at that pregnancy center. We moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I, we got involved in a really large church up there, and I started teaching the study. And it was from that study, it just started developing. Like God just started yeah. showing me that I, I kept hearing people say, if I could just save one unborn baby, I would be willing to tell my story. Yeah. And it was like it, it just kept growing and growing to where I realized God wanted me to start this nonprofit to raise up this army of truth tellers who are no longer willing to be silent about what abortion did to them. And so it's been beautiful to see, beautiful to, to witness these transformations in men, women, and family members after abortion. It's been awesome. So your passion for the for the subject mm -hmm. came out of your own yes, my own pain and experience. Hmm. Well, we're going to dive more into this, mm -hmm. and so we're going to go to um, part of this segment. That's let's talk it over, and we're going to deal with the topic of abortion, and we're going to dive into it. We're going to hear some things from Sheila that I feel like is going to be helpful for us. So let's go now to let's talk it over. Well, Sheila, we're back, and so let's talk a little bit about it, okay? You've uh, awesome. given us, you know, a little bit of your story. People mm -hmm. can go listen to the complete story in our sermon or the mm -hmm. sermon that you gave uh, here at North Church, but tell us about the effectiveness of abortion recovery. Well, the effectiveness of abortion recovery, I have people sometimes ask me, when they find out what Jack and I do, they ask, well, why aren't you helping those people, you know, that are trying to not have an abortion? Why are you helping those who have already had an abortion? And my, my thought, our philosophy and our belief at Save One is that it is through abortion recovery we're going to end abortion in our country and around our world. Yes. And that happens through the local church. Because we see, I tell people all the time in our trainings, your seat is addictive 
Yes. Because you're getting an eyewitness account to God's miracles. Because people come into these classes. I can't tell you just now, in between all three of those services, the tears that were shed on my shoulders. Yeah. People coming to me and confessing abortions. It's like the minute they know they can lay this down, they want to. And so they come into these classes completely broken. Yeah. And sometimes they can't even say the word abortion. Their marriage is in shambles. Their family's in shambles. And then as you sit with them, it's just literally just sitting with them like this across a table, around a table in a small mm. group, and just allowing people to lay this down finally, to say, this is what I did. And then simply applying God's word, like, like focusing it like a laser beam on that wound that yeah. abortion leaves you with. And it is effective. It is incredible to see those people go out after three or four weeks or six or seven weeks and they're smiling. Yeah. They're working to put relationships back together. They're free of alcohol and drugs and all of the things they were, were doing. It's just an incredible process. And literally, it's not anything I'm doing. It's not anything that's, that people who are running the classes are doing. It is God in action. God's word. In the Spirit of God. Yes. So I'm sure that there's some myths surrounding the topic of mm. abortion. Mm -hmm. Could you kind of um, give us some insight into some of these myths? Oh, absolutely. Well, the first myth that is, I feel like, the biggest myth. When abortion was legalized in America, it was like they took this moment and they did everything they could to shut men out. They made it all about the woman they, you know, we've all heard the mantra, it's my body, it's my choice. Yeah. And so they made it all about the woman. And I feel like that was by design. The other side was ingenious when they did this because yeah. they know how powerful a man's voice is in a woman's life. Yeah. And so they shut that voice. And we've raised this entire generation of men, an entire generation of men to, to think, I can't speak to this issue. I've yeah. heard horrible things said to men, and it is unconscionable what has happened to men in this situation because that's just as much his child as it is hers. Yeah. And so saying that this is just a woman's issue is a big myth. It's a lie. It's time that we bring men back into this issue. We have a whole men's team that speak, and they, they walk people through the men's Bible study that we, my, mm. me and my husband wrote. My husband is the head of the men's portion mm. of all of this. We go after the men just as much as we do the women. Yeah. And we're changing the mindset of people to think, oh, we just need to reach the women. That's not true. We've got to reach the men and the women and put these families back together. Mm. So that's one myth that this is just a woman's issue. Another myth, and there's two big ones. Another myth is that this is a political issue. So many times, you know, like if the, yeah. the, you know, you're sitting around dinner or whatever and the abortion issue comes up, everybody starts talking about politics. It's like another way that we've been conditioned to think that politics is the only answer to this problem. Yeah. And, and I like to say, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, how long are we going to wait on politics to take care of yeah. this problem for us? It's been 48 years, and it, it's just getting worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the country is more divided. I, I totally believe 
that the whole human trafficking thing and why it is a multi-billion dollar business now is because we devalued life way back here. Yes. And so what's the big deal to use a 12-year-old for sex? You know, they're expendable in the womb. And so we've got to start back here and deal with the abortion Mm -hmm. issue. And I believe many of the ailments of our society are naturally going to heal. But it takes taking this issue back from politics Mm. because Politics is not going to take care of it for us. This is a mandate in God's word that we're supposed to be dealing with, me and you in the church, the local church. And so this is a a mandate from him, Mm -hmm. how he reveres life, how life is such a gift from him. And so it's, it's time that we take it back from politics and not allow that myth to be part of, of the mantra anymore. Mm, so good so good thank you so now now when you talk about the myth and then the deal with the political side of things Mm -hmm. you know everybody wants to see roe versus wade overturned which Mm -hmm. would be wonderful yes but that's not the answer Mm -hmm. because people are still going to have abortions in alleys they're going to find ways to do that unless it's a heart change unless we it has to be a personal that save one i love that because we as people in the church must realize that the root cause is not a political issue or mm-hmm. just a law that needs to be overturned. That's right. It needs to be heart change. Yes. It needs yes. to be winning people to Christ, point them, show them the love of Christ, giving them the hope that comes through Christ and the mm-hmm. value of everyone, every person's life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I, I believe will happen at that point if we do that exactly what you're talking about because we're not looking for behavior modification yeah we're looking for heart change yes because when we have that heart change abortion becomes unthinkable yeah even before it becomes illegal absolutely and so having a product that you're peddling that nobody you know everybody knows it's it's defective nobody's going to buy it anymore and so we see that all the time in society so that's what we've got to do with Planned Parenthood and all of these people who are pushing and pushing abortion on us. Mm. We've got to make it unthinkable even before it becomes illegal because then people are going to know the truth and they're going to be like, "Ugh, I don't want that. You know, it happens every day and we can do it with abortion. Mm, so good. But I am waiting on the day for Roe to be overturned yeah. and I believe I'll see it in my lifetime. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about... Um, the vision. So you save one is mm-hmm. is has chapters all over America. Yes, twenty six countries around the world. Twenty six well. countries around yeah. the world. So <laughs> that is a lot. Yes. Talk to us about your vision or the vision of mm-hmm. Save One. Well, the uh, where we are right now for for probably a decade, God has laid this idea on my heart that if we go into every capital city in America and start like have a huge statewide training and start chapters and a chapter is just a church or pregnancy center that's teaching our curriculum okay so it's not like some big we don't have contracts they're free like we don't have to pay dues or anything like that we've made it so easy but we're starting chapters if we go into every capital city and start chapters in churches and pregnancy centers all across that state okay so we've got all these people ready mobilized in this state And so then we come in and do advertising through the radio, first of all, because that's how I was reached, but radio, billboard, uh, all kinds of advertising in that state to just focus Mm -hmm. on that state and drive 
all of the people who are abortion wounded into these churches and pregnancy centers who are teaching our curriculum, we're going to raise that army of truth tellers so quickly. And we're doing that right now in Oklahoma. Good. We just had in June a huge training, had over 90 people there, largest training we've ever had. We've started dozens of chapters here in Oklahoma in churches and pregnancy centers across the state. I have a meeting on Tuesday to talk to the guy who's going to help us cut the radio commercial that we're oh. going to play in the state of Oklahoma and drive people to these chapters. This Capital Cities Project is what we're calling it. It's good. Is, is something that I've dreamed about for a long time, but I just knew, like, I, I, I tried to make it work one time several years ago, and it, it just fell flat, and I realized I'm just doing that. I've got to wait on God's timing. And this with Oklahoma, it's like all the pieces suddenly just came yeah. together, yeah. and it's like this is what we're doing, and this is where it's going to happen. And it makes so sen so much sense to me now because it's like, why not start mm. in Oklahoma, the heartland of America, right in the middle of America? And I believe after we we do this in Oklahoma, then it's just going to spread like wildfire across the country. So talk about spreading like wildfire. T yes. Tell us about how people can uh, start a chapter. Uh, what does it look like to attend one of the Love Life Summits? Yes. Uh, just, just whatever it is. Tell us what um, we need to know to mm -hmm. move forward now we've we've been our hearts been challenged we've gotten some information from your story mm -hmm. maybe they've watched the message but yes. now what do they need to do well first of all if you're abortion wounded if they if you know that there's an abortion in your past that you haven't dealt with yet i encourage you to get into this church that which is one of our chapters yeah. or find the chapter that's nearest you if you're not near oklahoma city so find the chapter nearest you or contact us and we'll take you through one-on-one -on -one because that's the first step is to get healed. But if you're sitting there and you know that there are people in your church, that there, there are people in your life, start a chapter, contact us. The only requirement we have is that you have to operate in a church or pregnancy center or standalone ministry because we want you to have that spiritual covering of your pastor or center director or something like that. We don't want just rogue people out there inviting people into their house with no covering and so you have to have the blessing and the permission of your pastor or ministry leader and then if you have that we're good to go we're going to get you trained we have training online or in person uh, we're going to get you trained and then you're going to be good to go but the thing is we don't just send you out and leave you you know like oh good luck with that yeah we uh we have a person over every state in America, a staff member who watches over, who contacts you, prays for you, good. that kind of thing. So it's a very strong network of chapters. And we've made it very easy. We've done all the homework for you because we just want you to be doing abortion recovery because the more people you reach, the more people we're going to reach. And it's just going to spread like wildfire, like we were saying. Wonderful. Thank you. Now, so <laughs> it's a lot of information. No, that, of that was that was terrific. And <laughs> good. I, I hope that the people that are listening right now will share this with others. Yes. Uh, get the word out. And this is not just a love. I love. I love that. This is not just a female thing. This is a male thing, too. That's right. This is families have been impacted mm -hmm. by this, whether they know it or not. Uh, that's right. Um, but what I mean, don't know it. They may have had a, a child that had an abortion that grew up, but then a lot of the issues is, yes. is still tied to that. Yes. Can can I just say this real quick? Yeah. Statistics tell us 
that one out of every three women of childbearing age has had an abortion, which means one out of every three men have lost fatherhood. That's a lot of families. And there's two sets of grandparents attached to every one of those abortions. So that's a lot of people who are affected. And sometimes you're, you're walking around thinking, I don't know anybody. If you know three women, if you know three men, you know somebody. Yeah. Hmm. Could you pray for us? Absolutely. There's people watching right now. They may have had an abortion Mm -hmm. or they know of somebody they have. What you said today is something that I've actually seen firsthand where a mom or a parent really pushes their child Mm. who was the very common, just, you know, star kid in high school and gets pregnant. And really to cover that up, the answer for them was abortion. Yes. Which does not cover up. Exactly. It only exacerbates the problem and the issue. Yes. And so just just pray. Pray for our people. And then also pray for our compassion, people that will rise up mm-hmm. and realize that um, that it's, it's about life change. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I pray that everybody that is within the, the sound of mine and Pastor Rodney's voice, that it will start to take hold this issue, Lord, that they will start to realize that it is all of our responsibility, Lord, that we can do something to to celebrate life and to protect life. We're not helpless to politics. We're not hopeless to these decisions, Lord, but that they can rise up and do something, something. And so, Lord, I pray that compassion will rise in them. They will go talk to to whoever is in charge and and start talking about starting a chapter. But Lord, more importantly than that, Lord, speak to the people who have been abortion wounded, who are sitting here listening to this and realizing that they are one. They are that person that never thought they could turn to a church or to a pastor to talk about this issue. And let them realize right now that they can, that Jesus is paving the way for them to find the forgiveness and hope and healing that they need. And so, Lord, marry these two together. Let those who need abortion recovery come forward and those who want to offer abortion recovery rise up and do this thing and raise this army of truth tellers all across America to get the truth so people will stop believing the lie that this is a good choice. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, I thank you. Mm -hmm. I praise you for this opportunity. I thank you for this church and this brave pastor right here who who has the courage to talk about this issue and not worry about the repercussions or the people who will get mad. Lord, I thank you for for him wanting to please you. You are the audience of one. And so, Lord, I mm-hmm. thank you. I praise you. We pray all of this mm-hmm. in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Sheila, thank you so very much. Thank you. It's my so, honor to be so here. website or Saveone.org. All spelled out. Saveone.org. Saveone.org. You can get our resources, get, get you a t-shirt. Yeah, I've got uh, me one of those. Contact us. I bet you look good yeah, in it. I, thank you. <laughs> uh, you can contact us. We'll help whatever, however. Okay. Well, hey, again, thank you so very much. It's so good to have Sheila. Uh, Let us know. Give us some feedback and also share this uh, podcast with others uh, that probably so desperately need it. And so I'm so glad you're joining us today. We'll see you next week on Up and to the Right.